0: Hi everyone, Uh, it's Jack here. I just wanted to take a moment to thank some of our patrons for supporting us in our endeavors Olive Ayodwulf, Sean Locke, Jan Aloney, Dylan Beauchamp, Prozac Haven, Jupiter McIntyre, Connor Fox, Emery Silvers, Saffron, and Adrian Frisbee. Thank you so much for your support, and I hope you enjoy the episode.
1: Administrator Huxley, with subject V32X, intake number 1095. This recording marks the first of my experimental proceedings within Nemecine, Project M9. Subject, please state your name for the recording.
2: Uh, Algernon?
1: Your full name.
2: I didn't hear you give your full name.
1: Subject's name is Victor Why Algernon. Why didn't
2: ask for my name if you already knew it?
1: Because it was in the file that was given to me. I was trying to be courteous. Then,
2: what was the point of even asking to see The Subject
1: appears to be in good health, albeit irritable. Vitamin levels are low. I'm considering putting the subject on a few dietary supplements to regulate uh, this. I'm, I'm sorry. Daily what daily and weekly scans will be required for participation in my upcoming experiments? What and
2: experiment is it that you're doing exactly? You, like you dragged me in here, told me you're taking over for Dent, and turned on your uh, that recorder thing. That's it. If I'm supposed to be participating in your experiments, shouldn't I know? Something?
1: (sighs) Something like what, Victor?
2: I don't know. Anything, I I guess. Um, uh, why are you here instead of literally any of the doctors already on staff? There are plenty of people who, who do the same things Dent did.
1: I've been assigned to Nemesine Prison to begin a series of neurological studies. A fresh start, for lack of a better term. I'm here as a replacement for Henry Dent, the previous head of the Neurology Research Department. When you die, you'll get a replacement too. So you're just another guy? That's it? Yes, Victor. I'm just another guy. I'm assuming that you know the terms of your sentence here, given that you agreed to stay. Mm hmm. Therefore, I'm assuming you know that agreement was the last choice you had the chance to make. Subject's vitamin D levels have yeah, been dropping. Well, it's not like I get much sunlight. You know? Are you going to keep interrupting me?
2: Probably. I don't think I can really help it.
1: Well then help it and stop acting like such a child
2: and stop talking about me when i'm right next to you just mr just another guy it's doctor same thing <phone rings> Again, you haven't told me what the experiment is (sighs) for.
1: It's just vitamins. I wasn't lying when I said your vitamin levels are dismally low. I need you to stay in the best shape possible for the experiment.
2: I realize I might not exactly understand the process, but I feel like I should know the general synopsis of what we're going for here.
1: Subject has taken a supplement at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I will be monitoring him for any changes in his behavior and physical health.
2: Can you at least cut it out with the whole subject thing? It's creepy as hell. You can just use my actual name. Call me Vic. Fine.
1: Vic. Here. This recorder is for you. Why? I can only watch and track so much of your behavior and physical health. I cannot accurately count for mood or any personal perceptions of pain, or other things I may fail to consider, seeing as I cannot always be present. So, that's where this recording device comes in. So... it's a diary. Please don't call it that. It's part of my research proceedings. I'd prefer you only use it to record your thoughts and symptoms pre and post... Dear diary,
2: today the mean man with the glasses gave me a laboratory. Would
1: you please take this seriously? This is a scientific recording device. Looks
2: an awful lot like just a recorder. It's
1: still a scientific tool.
2: I don't understand how it can't be both a scientific tool and a diary.
1: (sighs) Just do what I ask you to do. Please, Victor. It's Vic. Fine. Just... Do what I ask. Please, Vic. I'm still going to
2: use it as a diary.
3: I can walk just fine.
1: Gentlemen. Are you done?
3: Who the hell are
1: you? Dr. Huxley, please sit down anyone. Just let me do my job for two minutes. Administrator Huxley with subject J-28-F. Intake number one. First day I see. Please state your name for the recording.
3: Jules Ah!
4: Well... I sure am glad to have brought a guard with me, though I'm not sure where our little runaway would have gone. We are floating around in space.
1: Yes, it would appear she's in denial about her own circumstances. And you must be.
4: Oh, Warren Kane, your new engineer. Sorry I'm late. I know I was supposed to be in earlier, but you know how it is with the whole decontamination process. <laughs>
3: broke my
4: arm! Oh, well, sorry about that. These guys don't really know their own strength, you know? I personally- I'm Dr.
1: Huxley. Pleasure to meet you. I take it you're familiar with the guidelines of your sentence, seeing as you agreed to come here of your own volition.
3: That's a pretty generous term.
1: Well, point being, you're here now, and I don't believe your feelings have much of an effect on your situation. You took the deal. You transferred to Nemesine. What's done, is done.
4: (laughs) You make it sound
1: like a death sentence, Hux.
4: Can I call you Hux?
1: Absolutely not.
4: Point being, it's all just temporary. She's not stuck down here forever,
1: after all. You gotta relax a bit. Can we not have this conversation later? Oh, right. Sorry, boss. Have you taken care
4: of her intake vitals yet? I'm right here, you I didn't
1: get the chance before she tried to run out. Which I can't imagine you're going to try again. Are you Bite Me? <laughs> uh, sorry again, boss. With all due respect, is there anything you actually can do besides being a nuisance, Mr. Kane? Uh,
4: actually, it's Dr. Kane, actually. Got my PhD, Crash and Burn on Earth, and moved up to this here ship to work with Doctor Dent. Nice man. Unfortunate what happened with the whole
1: Alright then. Doctor Kane please make yourself actually useful and check that the equipment is actually in working order so that we can move forward with the subject's intake. Subject?
4: Feels a bit clinical. You don't have to talk about her like she's not right here, right, Jules? I... uh, how do you know my name? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to violate your privacy. It's just not every day a new prisoner comes in. Kind of exciting. Not a lot of people choose this route. I guess not everyone is a fan of the, uh, exotic locale. Yeah, it's
3: space. (sighs) Listen, can you just, can you just do me a favor and finish whatever it is you're doing in silence? Because frankly, after spending my day being thrown around like a rag doll, I'm not in much
1: of a talking mood. Something you cost yourself, I might add.
4: You're good to go, boss. Equipment is raring and ready to go, so I will leave you to your patient. A guard will be outside waiting to take her back to her room. Wouldn't want her to get lost. Oh, and Jules, take care of yourself, alright?
1: Now, where were we? Phase 1 of Project M9 has begun today, June 15th. I've met two of the potential subjects for the experiment, Victor Algernon and Jules Krober. They are both very stubborn, willful people, but it is only the first day, and as I have told them earlier today, they don't have a choice. None of us have a choice. I've allotted time in my schedule for bi-weekly brain scans during these first two weeks of development as a general control until we can access files from the Nemesine Corporation that will be relevant to my work. However, I believe with any luck, we should be able to access files and start work within the week. I'm not trying to get my hopes up. However, I'd much prefer to get started as soon as possible in order to produce viable results for EarthSlide teams sooner. In the meantime, however, aside from just the brain scans, I have also started both Algernon and Cobra on a routine of daily vitamins in order to maintain standard levels that one would often see up in space, due to the lack of access to certain nutritional outlets. As far as I am aware, neither should experience side effects, as this is an extremely mild regimen, but there is potential for confusion, dizziness, discomfort, uneven heart rate, muscle weakness, and nausea due to the slight radiation exposure but as long as this regiment is followed exactly as described, the side effects should be near non-existent. I've given the subjects each their own recorder, so they might provide their own insight throughout the experimentation. Whether they do or don't is of very little import, but as the experimentation continues, they might provide very useful information through their actions or manner of speaking. I doubt they'll speak much to me anyway. They don't seem to enjoy being kept in the dark, but I would prefer they know as little as possible so they don't inadvertently change the results of the experiment too much. I have some worries, about Victor Algernon in particular. While Ms. Krober can easily be controlled with the threat of solitary confinement, Mix-Algernon is not as compliant. I worry how the two will interact, not just within the experiment, but outside of it. Perhaps had they met on Earth instead of prison, the two would get along quite well. Their backgrounds are similar enough for it anyway. However, Vic seems not only to be closed up, but defensive at every turn, and Jules is distrustful of authority. I can't imagine a worse pair to work with. But again, we don't have a choice.
2: I am laying down in my cell it's dark and i'm bored i'm always bored it gets cold in here a lot uh, at least on this side of the beaded curtain apparently the vacuum of space can be nearly absolute zero though so i guess it could be worse i imagine being hugo and somehow having a quilt and a bed canopy helps and also a space heater sometimes i look at their side of the room and forget we're both meant to be in prison oh uh hugo is my cellmate by the way uh I would describe as spindly, I guess. I guess the description really isn't necessary, but you didn't really tell me what you wanted to hear anyway beyond just, make sure you aren't dying, so that's what you're getting. Anyway, he's playing chess right now, by himself, not really sure how that works. I still have no idea where you got the set, by the way. And you never will. And you know, if you don't want
5: to record things, you could just shut it off. You don't have to insult me through it.
2: When did I insult you? You called me Spindly! I was literally just describing you. I don't understand how that's supposed to be insulting. At the very least, I'm
5: lean, like a award-winning Olympic swimmer. You make it sound as if I'm some some sort of starved Victorian child.
2: That could not be further from the implication of the term Spindly, but fine. If it bothers you so much, I'll start over. Hugo is long, in the way that tall people are long. Oh, come on.
5: You can do better than that.
2: I'm not very good at the whole waxing poetic thing, alright? I'm obviously not going to get it right, so just tell me how you would describe yourself. Hmm.
5: Amazonian. A renaissance man. Uh, Innovative and creatively minded. I wasn't
2: asking for your entire memoir, Hugo.
5: How? Well, I guess that's checkmate, again.
2: Are you sure you don't want to play with me, Vic? No thanks, I'm not really feeling it right now. Besides, I'm doing that recording thing that that Huxley guy told me to do. Hmm, right.
5: Yes, the new doctor.
2: What was he like? The way they all are, kinda uptight, dry. He feels like, um, what someone would picture when you asked him to picture a doctor.
5: Well, that's disappointing. I was hoping for someone a bit more fun this time around.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah? Like what?
5: I don't know. Maybe someone with a bit more of a flair for the dramatic. An appreciation for the arts, if you will.
2: That doesn't sound very fun
5: to me. Well, you don't have much of a sense of whimsy, do you, Victor?
2: (laughs) 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 I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that if I were you. I'm pretty sure breaking things in here adds to your sentence. Well, hello there. I don't think I've seen you here before. I'm
5: Hugo, and you are? Why the hell
3: is your half of the cell so nice?
5: Let's just say I have my
2: connection. Your
3: connections good enough to get us out Sorry to
2: interrupt whatever this is. But I thought I should let you know that I I am recording.
3: Why? You some sort of rat too? A what now? A rat. Your cellmate there looks like he's got all the hookups in here. I'm assuming he rats out everybody in here for some sort of special treatment? Do I
2: look like I get special treatment? My side of the cell is as empty as yours. Don't Don't look at me.
5: I ask him every day if he wouldn't rather I get him some thicker blankets. Maybe even a pair of nice slippers, but it turns me down every time.
2: Yeah, because I don't know where you get any of this stuff from. I
5: told you.
2: I have connections. That means absolutely nothing to me. Maybe you're just actually wearing the pair of uh, the slippers of a dead crown lord Enough!
3: Just, just shut up, okay? I'm tired, it's been a long day, and and if you're going to record, don't talk about me, okay? Leave me out of your rambling.
2: Of course I will. Don't worry about it. Dear Diary, I've just met the most wonderful new friend. Oh,
3: ha, ha. Seriously, cut that shit out.
2: Alright, I'm done, I'm done. Thank you. Anyways, what was I talking about again? Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Symptoms. Symptoms of the drugs you gave me. Well, they weren't drugs, exactly. Vitamins? Yeah. Something about vitamins and how the lack of sun is slowly killing us all. That was a joke. Mostly. Mostly. I don't really know much about how vitamin D deficiency works, but I assume it is probably the least likely thing to kill me in here, along with snakes, spiders, and natural causes, seeing as those things don't really happen in space. There's actually a lot of things that can't happen in the vacuum of space, like uh, uh, pens. Pens used to not work in space since uh, zero gravity would cause the ink to float to the top and congeal. I mean, obviously, they fix the problem, but not the point, I guess. The idea is that Space seems much cooler when you're a kid reading about it than when you're the one actually experiencing it. It's always about the final frontier and discovery and... uh, Lasers. Lots of lasers. Usually laser guns. But then you actually get here, and you have to take vitamin D supplements. So there were no side effects. That's what I was trying to say. I think I'm done now.
5: Oh, good. So... You do have time to join me for a game.
2: I don't know why you like playing with me so much when you always win.
5: Victor, dearest, that's exactly why I like to play with you. I don't see why that's really fun. That's because you're the one losing. Now, turn off that recorder and come sit.
2: Oh shit, right. Sorry.
0: Today's episode was written by Stanford Blue and Vincent Tirado. It featured Leland Heed as Victor Algernon, Varys Zima as Dr. Huxley, Serena Johnston as Jules Kroeber, Finn Carter as Warren Kane, and E.G. Tariku as Hugo Highsmith. If you like what we do, feel free to follow us on social media at brainrot underscore that's presents with no E's, and if you'd like to support us, our Patreon and fundraiser will be linked in the description. Thanks for listening.